0: For Friday, January 21, the 21st day of 2022. There are 344 days left in the year. Good morning, MV. Got you do in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at k105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in. The No. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. Big weekend in sports, and it's going to be cold. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on in The No. Settling into my left. Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's the Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Are you all fired up for season four of Ozark? Oh, yeah. Do you know if it's one of those where the entire season is out at once, or are we going to have to do it in portions? I'm not sure. Have you figured that that out yet? I'm not.
1: I've not read.
0: So uh, the last time that a season of Ozark came out was back in the olden days when you and I didn't have internet. Correct. So we didn't watch it together. Right. So I I got caught up at a different time Mm -hmm. than you did. So. So what do you, what do you say? Are we gonna are we gonna Ozark together, or are we gonna Ozark independently, or what are you thinking? Do you want to? No, sure. Let's. Uh, how okay. about it's a date? You want to make right. a date of it? Sure. Sounds good to me. He is a five time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Awards. He's a two time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Paris, Beijing, and even Whitesville. He's Sam Gormley. The sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. You going to Davis County tonight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll pass the Black Cat. Yep. you need anything? No, no I'm good. Uh, I mean, some firecrackers. Do they, uh-huh. I like the Black Cat firecrackers. Uh-huh. Do they They're, sell those there? I, they,
1: I don't, I've never been in. You, you are the only one that has been in. I've no, just I've heard not the lore. No, i
0: been in. No, I'm oh. not the one who's been in. Oh. No, oh. I was not allowed. Oh, I've heard the lore though. Yeah, I mean, I'm tempted. I always really rubbernecked when I went by there. Like, hey, what's going on in there? I was told I was not allowed inside there. I've never, I've never passed by there tonight. I have bought my fair share of black cat uh, 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 firecrackers from Sad Sam's. You know, that that was my (laughs) go-to place of getting Sad Sam's fireworks down in uh, down in Tennessee. But uh, nonetheless, uh, I did uh, I did learn also today. I'm kind of saddened. NBC has decided to not send any of their announcers to Beijing for the Olympics. I saw that yesterday. Because
1: I I was reading that Mike Tirico, and I don't know if you saw what he was going to do, is that since NBC also has the Super Bowl, he was going to go to Beijing, host some of the events there, then fly to Los Angeles, host the Super Bowl,
0: and then go back to Beijing. Back to Beijing, Which
1: was going? I mean, I think they. I mean, that's a lot of travel.
0: It is a lot of travel, uh, but But
1: now I guess he gets to stay in LA the entire time. But
0: we know as we know as users as as consumers, we know the challenges of the announcers being offsite. You. I mean, we notice the difference. I don't know how many of – I don't know if the regular common user knows, but it's obvious. It's obvious to me, Sam, when they're not in person. Is it as, pretty obvious to you? As someone that has done that before,
1: it's, yeah. it's hard, too, because it's amazing. You don't pick up on little things. Uh-huh. Well, it's you, like, uh, you know,
0: the crowd's into it. I can't tell. Plus, you're limited to the same screen that everyone else is. Whatever that camera operator shows you is <laughs> whatever right. you get. That's all you got. At least in, a, in NBC's case, they've got about you know a hundred different cameras that they might be yeah. able to look at and see. But uh, you're have, a little more we have, limited. Uh, you know, six or something. But I was also uh, there's a sport that used to be part of the Winter Olympics, Olympics but it is no longer. Miss Buckles, you might be a bigger fan if they brought this back. It was called ski ballet. And it was basically the same thing as figure skating, but it was on skis.
1: How do they, how do they do that?
0: I do, exactly, it's kind of like ballerinas performing somersaults with their ski poles, and they would. And so that's that sounds that sounds more entertaining to me than just regular figure I mean, skating. Skis are long, so yeah. in order to do like,
1: what, what, what's that move called? Per- per-
0: uh, yeah, yeah or a, a, a half cow full cow uh <laughs> there i, I gotta brush up on all my figure skating terminology for for next johnny month.
1: weir and that his name he'll be back
0: oh now you just reminded me <laughs> i'm not gonna watch figure skating this year i'm gonna watch uh ski ballet because i'll have maybe somebody else commentating that well maybe he won't if it's remote they do have those trick skis they have the one where they do the aerials. Their skis are a lot shorter. Where they go and they flip and somersault mm-hmm. and they land. So if you were doing ski ballet, you'd probably use trick skis rather than you know the big, like cross country skis. That that's a that's a lot to it's a lot to try and maneuver. Re- it reminds me. I know of, what you're going to say. Yeah, of the Amazing Race this week when they were doing the flags, where they were twirling. One of their roadblocks was a flag twirl, and they had to go down and under and around through Between their legs, legs and around the mm-hmm. other side. And it was uh, challenging for some yeah. as e- much <laughs> as it If it would have been challenging for me as well. Uh, better chance, and we're experiencing it now, better chance of sunshine today. But don't expect any warm temperatures because it's going to remain cold today. In fact, we won't even brush up against the freezing mark today. We will top out at a high of 29 this afternoon under... Uh, uh, sunny sky, we'll see clear skies tonight, and that clear sky is going to allow temperatures to fall down to 15. I think I observed it was about 15 when I woke up this morning. At least the uh, the area temperature was listed as that. But clear skies, no chance of precipitation tonight. Clouds increase tomorrow. Hey, 37 tomorrow. We'll I, might, I might actually get rid of all the remaining uh, snow and little pockets of ice that are hiding in crevices and then as you look at the longer term forecast we'll see um just basically winter for the foreseeable future you know we're going to see highs that you know monday going to be a little warmer into the 40s but other than that just
1: luckily no snow much in
0: the forecast, 30s so. and yeah no again snow. that that tuesday that they're representing you know the our, our friends at wave are talking about a, a little bit of like a 3 in 10 chance of snow i i don't think that's for our area uh and even if it's so it's like a am very very small chance and nothing significant is my, is my feeling and depending upon when it happens on wednesday it could be rain Mm -hmm. because it will be warm enough wednesday afternoon
1: yeah because i'm sure we would have gotten a lot of snow
0: if it would have been cold enough the other day Mm -hmm. yeah well it was interesting they just depending upon when they were able to predict the temperature dropping Mm -hmm. they they were bouncing between a quarter of an inch of rain and a half inch of rain Mm -hmm. so so think about that's a lot of that's a lot of rain Mm -hmm. like that's double the amount of rain between quarter... See that math problem mm-hmm. I did right there? That's double the amount. And so... But when they say, well, only going to get a quarter of an inch of rain, they were reclassifying that to more snow, which would they were extrapolating out to be worth a couple of inches.
1: That math makes me think. Were you son of, son of an accountant or something like that? That yes. quick math?
0: Yes, I'm just trying to impress my dad, is basically. <laughs> sure hey, Dad, <laughs> look at my simple math <laughs> skills that I can, I can do. I, I mean, multiplying and dividing and adding fractions can prove challenging mm-hmm. to some people. But, hey, uh, doubling a quarter of an inch into a half an inch, I got that. Mm-hmm. I, got, I didn't even have to ask A-L-E-X-A to do mm-hmm. that for oh, me.
1: She's good at math. Yeah, she's,
0: she's, well, yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, we talked a little bit yesterday about President Biden's hour and 50-minute uh, news conference two days ago. And what that meant was yesterday the Biden administration had to spend all day yesterday clarifying – Things that he said on Wednesday is like, no, what he meant was and what. He, but one of the things I didn't hear from the other day was that he he almost softened inadvertently. He kind of softened his stance on what what uh, the United States would do if Russia invaded the Ukraine. And he basically allowed for he the way he said it. And I don't think this is the way he intended it. The way he said it was, well, if it was only a small invasion then maybe we might look the other way, which then the world went crazy. Our NATO allies, Ukraine went, wait a minute, what did you just say that they can invade us a little and it'll be okay? And so the Biden administration had to kind of clarify that yesterday. And what what they mean are they call them gray invasions or gray actions. So just because it's not troops in Russian uniforms – crossing a border, driving tanks, there are other ways that the Russians can invade Ukraine that wouldn't look like military operations but could be things that maybe we wouldn't line our tanks up against, etc. So it's a confusing issue, and it's going to be interesting to see the way that it plays out. But it did say uh, this was an an Associated Press poll that the uh, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research, the Associated Press, an organization that you would hope would be as down the middle as possible, is reporting that only 28% of Americans want Biden to run for re-election in 2024. That's as of today. And less than half of Democrats want him to run in 2024. So if You know The party that sent you there, if less than half of them are saying one year in, uh, we don't want you to do this anymore, it shows you he's got a lot of work to do in the next 12 – and it's really going to have to happen in the next 12 months to save the administration because if he gets beyond the 24-month period, then it's just like everybody has closed the book and said we're ready to move on uh, from all ends of the political spectrum. Covid nineteen update. Uh, in Grayson County, two hundred sixty eight. You heard Josh Horton announce it here uh, for the first time yesterday. Two hundred sixty eight new covid cases were diagnosed over a two day period. There are uh, since last Thursday about six hundred new cases, and the incidence rate yesterday two fifty. Mm. Wow. Uh, you know, just uh, just last Thursday, it was eighty seven. Which we consider to be high, you got to get under twenty five to get into the orange. It's ten times the orange. Yeah, we are ten times where we need to be. There are six hundred six active cases in Grayson County. That's up one hundred sixty nine since uh, two days ago, and so it's compounding. And you're seeing the the uh, I did predict correctly. The state's incidence rate uh, positivity rate went uh, over thirty one yesterday. It was like thirty one seven. The Grayson County schools are also releasing some numbers that uh, obviously they're seeing lots of increases uh, in positivity. And then uh, quarantine, which is leading to staffing shortages, which a lot of school systems, that's primarily their problem in Jefferson County is they don't have staff. You know, bus Mm -hmm. drivers, they don't have uh, custodial staff, they don't have uh, cafeteria, they don't have teachers, they don't have aides. Uh, There are instances where superintendents are teaching classes, you know, and filling in, just trying to keep the wheels on the thing. But uh, as of uh, Wednesday, Grayson County Schools said there were 31 staff members COVID positive. And so there are 615 staff members in the district. And so 31 of them, which so maybe not a huge percentage, but you just wipe 31 people out of, you know, or divide 31 by the number of buildings. And it's it has an impact. There were um, on Wednesday, there were 392 students in quarantine and 95 students were positive as of wednesday so i think you'll see those numbers tick up a couple more days maybe a few more days and then you'll see them turn the other way and come Let's on so. come on back down um congressman massey uh has tested positive for COVID 19 again i was reading uh, some of what he had to say he's you know been critical of the mask and vaccine mandates he's very you know libertarian and um, you know, thinks government should play very little role in uh, our lives as Americans. He said on Twitter he would not be voting, meeting, or anyone in person, or making public appearances until next week. So he is taking the advice of isolating and keeping himself away. Uh, last week he wrote on social media that his congressional office would not comply with Washington D.C.'s vaccine mandate for restaurants. He said we will get our food from Virginia, or we will bring it to work. He said, "Shame has befallen our nation's capital." He, you know, he's uh, he he kind of took a tongue lashing from President Trump at one point in time. Uh, I follow him on Twitter, and uh, I, I, he's amusing to me, and uh, he, he's uh, pretty consistent with his views and with his with his approaches. Sometimes, sometimes I think maybe he's overly he's overly so, but he does kind of define. He defines a position and then lets you sort of figure out how closely to that position that you want to get. But the thing that he does that amuses me the most is that when he makes a political statement or he's contrary to maybe what the government talking points would be from the, say the Bidens or the CDC or whatever, people will come through from across the country that have no idea who he is. And then they'll call him a crackpot, they'll call him dumb, he doesn't know what he's talking about, he doesn't know anything about science, and then his response is always to to tweet back a picture of his degree, his doctorate at MIT, you know, and so <laughs> it's just, it makes me like, oh, well... Okay, so I doubt I don't think he's. Then there's that. I don't think he's
1: dumb. The, the question I do have is: It something like him and Rand Paul are kind of similar? <laughs> they just have the same hair. Is, it, is that the, like a rule? They
0: have the same barber. That's that, kind of what right. I I
1: always find it interesting that they they're very similar and they got kind of the same hair.
0: Liberty, liberty for their <laughs> hair is, is to it, sort <laughs> of. Do they visit the same guy? Well, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, they're 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 very cordial and collegial, but yeah, they. Uh, They've I just find it funny. Similar, s- similar fashion sense. That's okay. He's, uh, his Twitter account, by the way, is sassy with Massey. So if you you know want to see something entertainment, there's lots of, there's lots of back and forth between uh, people that agree with him and people that don't agree with him. The Kentucky Democratic Party is suing <clears throat> over the Republican state and Congress redistricting maps. Been talking about it uh, for the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, There's nothing I haven't already told you that I can't uh, tell you about that. But um, we basically got an early look yesterday at what the Democratic Party is claiming uh, claiming is wrong with the map. And so they want Franklin Circuit Court to declare the redistricting legislation creating these new maps invalid and to prevent the May primary election from being conducted based on these Republican-drawn districts. That's the thing that's most... um, Curious to me is, like, oh, okay, well, where where are we? Um, how long will Franklin Circuit Court, which has always seemingly been at least very Bashir-friendly, um, you know, Judge Shepard and those guys who, uh, you know, uh, former Governor Bevan tangled with Judge Shepard a lot, so and the suit specifically is targeting the Comer District, that first district where they, they don't like it because they're coming in there and getting part of Franklin County, which is, uh, I, I got to say, is a pretty, you know, valid, big, big valid hypothesis there. And so from a over a long period of time, it may the end game may be to try and take the very red voting of extreme Western Kentucky and try and influence the rest of that district. What they would like to do is they'd like to see a guy like Judge Shepard no longer be on the bench in circuit court in Franklin County. I don't think this move can impact that, but I don't know. I read,
1: was reading somebody say that what needs to happen is you need to get some like nonpartisan mathematicians to sit there and just figure it out, divide it up, and say this is what it is. You know? This is just like this is the fairest way to separate it all, and I know that that will never happen. This is the fairest way to separate it uh, population wise and this is what sh- you should do.
0: Yeah, it, because
1: that makes no sense. Fulton to Frankfurt makes no sense.
0: The hardest thing the hardest thing to do, it, there's a lot of places in life that are, are kind of like this. Small changes have big impacts over long periods of time. So you get like like in your home, in our home. Our home was not was once not busting at the seams <laughs> of stuff that we don't know what to do with but you know, a decade ago, it wasn't so bad, but then a little gets added all the time. And so that this is my point is the first congressional district first was, well, that's odd shaped. And then through redistricting and migration and just small changes over, you know, it's a 10 year process on the census. Then all of a sudden you like, oh, well, when we started down this path over here, it was it was it was kind of weird. But now it's really bad and there's no way to get back to the the first note you know there's no It's hard to it's hard to call a timeout and say we're going to scrap this entire thing and start again mm-hmm. uh th- it's it's hard to do in lots of areas but i don't know how you do it without creative destruction and then and then rebuilding but we'll see how fast this uh, how fast this might happen and sort some of this out uh governor Bashir announced yesterday a uh, update to some of the relief efforts for those who suffered losses Due to the outbreak of tornadoes, the floods, the severe thunderstorms that occurred last month, the governor said the state will add 20% on top of FEMA awards in individual assistance for uninsured homeowners and renters impacted by the storms. In case that impacts you or someone you know, the state will throw 20% on top of what FEMA is doing. But to be clear, all of that is still federal dollars Mm -hmm. because... Governments, including state government, the state government, county governments across the Commonwealth are struggling with an understanding on how to spend uh, recovery plan proceeds. There are There's money available to communities and local governments, but there's very little guidance from the federal government and certainly not the state government to say here's what you can and you can spend these dollars on. And so you've got county governments that are really kind of handcuffed because they say, well, we could spend this, but we don't know if there are repercussions to spending it upon this on down the road. And so it, at least Kentucky is saying, at least Kentucky is saying, well, something we can do is just pile on. We can make the pile that FEMA is giving a little bit bigger, and they can't argue with us down the road on that. That would be my guess on what they'll do. Um Sam? khsaa board of control meeting this week they did um made some changes to the golf postseason but the thing that jumped out to me was they were they at least were discussing the idea of shot clock in high school basketball mm-hmm. y- yes no yes they were yeah, they were but,
1: discussing that okay I, I am not for it and and what well, more so not that i'm not for the idea of it i'm just thinking that we go to so many places where it's all they can do to get somebody to run the clock. Yeah. And usually said person doesn't know the rules of running the clock and you want to throw the, the you're going to need to get one more person to run, have to run the shot clock and volunteers aren't coming out everywhere to, mm-hmm. to get these shot clocks. And you think of, okay, now we're going to have to invest in putting these shot clocks. Where are we going to put them in these gyms? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just all of that. And I think that there's a lot more questions. There are answers. And I mean, I've watched now here in my four years, a lot of basketball. And there have only been, I can probably count on one hand, the amount of times that I thought, well, shoot, we need a shot clock right mm-hmm. now. And um, the, I think that th- they've gone through and done a lot of math and yeah. said that it's just really not something that is needed in KHSA because these teams almost have a built-in shot clock that they play with.
0: Yeah, not yet. And it, in my opinion, it would be really hard for the girls' game. The, like the 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 speed and pace of the girls' game. A
1: lot of these teams struggle to
0: score, anyway. Yes, that's right. So to put them on a clock is going to be very. I, I I see it happening. I see the conversation they're having this week paving the way for it happening in a few years, but I don't think we're ready for it The thing I like
1: that the KHSA say is that they're talking about changing the football playoffs back to the way it was, and I'm hoping that that does happen because they overwhelmingly voted in favor of doing it, but the KHSA still said no Hmm. about a year ago. So hopefully they change.
0: Alright, sounds good. Gotta get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Tell them step off. I'm doing the hump. The Humpty detail. Hugging day. Especially Sam. Lo- no, Sam you. loves <laughs> hugs. No, Sam, Sam loves them. So we see Sam it's today. very rare occasions. Squirrel appreciation day today. Do we need to get, get a little something for the family of squirrels that's living upstairs? Do we, do we I do hear them. It's just not a family. It's like <laughs> generation. It's a up com- there. community. Yeah. Uh, it's one-liners day today. Oh, Good one-liner. You know, so many. Of, and don't call me Shirley. You know, oh,
1: I thought um, this was like a one-line joke.
0: Killing ah, me it's all the, Yeah, actually. Um, uh, these go to 11 from Spinal Tap. You know, there's a lot creeps in a lot. Turn it up to 11. Uh, the Blues Brothers, they're 106 miles to Chicago. We have a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses. So you're that's, telling me there's a chance? That's a, exactly. There's that one. <laughs> pets heads are coming off i mean they're just things that you can walk in and just say in the middle of a crowd out of context and everyone immediately knows what you're talking about you ain't first you're last that's that's right uh it's hot sauce day tomorrow so crisscross applesauce have some hot sauce tomorrow um if you've not tried sweet baby rays give it a try if you don't like it if you like your other better then go ahead um, you can go back to your original, but it's it gets my endorsement. Uh, by the way, we need some new sriracha. Clearly, so uh, and on Sunday. Well, clearly you all use it a lot. <laughs> it, it, it lasts for a while. We have too many hot sauces. That's the problem. Is there yeah, have too, We have like we that. have too many. Uh, handwriting Day is Sunday, and Pie Day is Sunday. Not not the mathematical equation. That's March fourteenth. Uh, these are the these are the some 231 ver- varieties of pie. I mean, apple, cherry. You can just pumpkin. You can keep on going, pecan, like all that. So that's what your um, derby. What's your favorite derby pie? Oh can. gosh, I have no idea. Really? Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't eat a lot of pie. All right, we can come back to that. You, if you if you come up with it, let us know. M M&M and M characters are be are going to be redesigned. <clears throat> For a more dynamic, progressive world. Be careful. (laughs) Be careful, M&M's six different colored lentils, each with their own personality, have gotten a modern makeover for a more dynamic, progressive world. The redesign is focused on creating a sense of belonging and community, as well as spotlighting the characters' personalities rather than their gender. The most notable changes include the green m ms redesign, which will exchange the white-heeled go-go boots she was given in 1997 for cool, laid-back sneakers to reflect her effortless confidence. The green M&M and the brown m M&M m will have more friendly relationships, showcasing a force <laughs> supporting women. I'm sorry. I never noticed the shoes <laughs> that were on the green. I did. Female
1: this, M&M. This has no impact on me whatsoever. I don't uh, didn't have an opinion to begin with. I and don't have an opinion
0: now. Mm-hmm. I do. Do we? Why does everything have to be defined? Like right? why? Why do I? I don't understand what Mars thinks. They wh- where were the people? Where were the picketing groups that were lined up outside Mars headquarters saying? A lot of this, too, is a move because now you're talking about it. Yeah. Well, but a lot of this, too, is when I talk about it in this way, I'm less likely to buy them. Are you, though? I was probably because there's something in my subconscious that if I go... Now I, see,
1: have, I I just don't have that mentality.
0: Now M and M's want to be somehow political, or they want to be somehow like I. The world wasn't good enough the way that it was, so we're going to have to change it. I'm going to be like, well, do I, I'll just have something. I'll just have reasons. I like peanut M and M's too I just, much. Me, I, well, that's my. This is my thing. Hello, peeps. Stay. M Ms stay in your lane. I love M Ms. The world loves M Ms. There were no, there were, there were no groups that were picketing, saying you're teaching people bad things by just having the M Ms the way they are. So, I go back to the thing. Well, I've said it for years: leave things alone. <laughs> like, just. don't re-sing the song. Do not. I mean, <laughs> like
1: leave things
0: alone. Well, now there are lots of people that are getting by on other people's songs, but M&Ms are unique. You just leave them alone. And so I, I'll be maybe less likely to I guess it's a good thing I ate all the M&Ms that were in my stocking for Christmas. You did? Well, yeah. Before before <laughs> I found out that they've got to get uh got to change everything up. Now, this is a uh, maybe a f- similar story about Forsaking your true identity, Cheez It crackers are taking on a new puffed up shape. Cheez Its, one could argue, need no improvement, much like MMs. They're crunchy, salty, cheesy, bite sized. You can eat them by the dozen. But now Cheez Its has decided to puff up, like put a little air in their cheez. It's just
1: a new variety, right? I mean, I can't imagine that you can't get the original. That's right. Uh, I don't think they're replacing.
0: I mean, I'd try them. I don't. I like Cheez-Its. They're not, pulling, they're not did, pulling the Coca-Cola move.
1: Didn't we learn on Tuesday that Yukon Cornelius doesn't like Cheez-Its? He does not like Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. Which is, I, no words. What is it? Another good one-liner? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all?
0: That's a pretty good one. That's probably what I should that, say. That's that. almost more of a proverb than a one-liner. <laughs> Sometimes there isn't a difference. <laughs> yeah, that's true. These look okay. I would um, try them. I, I will I, I will offer for me. cheez it's get a little dense when you want to eat a lot of them. Hmm. You know, they yeah, I've
1: been known to eat, eat a eat a box.
0: I get dried out pretty quick because there's the density of the right? So maybe a little puff of air in between the two layers of the cheez its on the outside this might be a good experience i'm i'm a little surprised i'm saying that but because i'm typically a purist about these things for me
1: things. one of the reasons why i like the cheez its is especially at a gas station is usually the cheez it bag is the most filled with chips <laughs> it's usually the highest
0: percentage okay. of, right. of
1: chip to bag
0: less waste is what Correct. you're saying right. go, for, if you go to enough. the store
1: and, and it's it's the truth it's facts
0: Queen Elizabeth is releasing her own line of royal condiments. Um, Over the past several years, Queen Elizabeth II and company have released beers, wine, two different types of gin, and now they have decided to branch out. The royal estate condiments are set to arrive in two varieties, tomato sauce and brown sauce. Tomato sauce is basically the Brit's version of ketchup. Brown sauce. Tomato. Tomato sauce. Mm -hmm. Brown sauce is, they need to not call it that for one because it sounds very unappetizing. (laughs) But it's more similar to steak sauce or Mm A1. Do you feel royally inclined to use these condiments, Sam? I would try them. I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm not. I'm not eating anything that they just outright say is brown sauce.
1: Now, are they? Are they allowed to? Now, is Heinz not allowed to sell anymore in in England? I
0: don't know. They've been booted. They've been <laughs> expatriated. Uh, see, here in the states, we got clever and we called it gravy, <laughs> brown gravy, which is fine. But if you just call it brown sauce, that doesn't sound very appealing or appetizing to me. That's just me. All right, where's my NFL schedule for the weekend? We got to run over. I got you. Okay. Um, I also got to look. We've got to, to. So we have menu menu battles. Oh dear. Um, mm-hmm. Tomorrow, let me get to. Uh, let me get to tomorrow. Nashville We're hot chicken against Cincinnati chili. Nashville hot chicken will host Montgomery Inn. So, um, how do you feel, Sam? How do you feel about the Bengals going to Nashville and playing on the road?
1: In all seriousness, I'm just happy that they're there because okay. I've finally gotten this opportunity, but in all seriousness, I mean I think they have a good shot. I think that uh, they have advantages. I mean Derrick Henry's really good, but the Bengals have Joe Burrow, and and in, in you're usually in the playoffs, the team with the better quarterback wins usually. How and long
0: has it been since Cincinnati won a playoff game on the road? yeah, same number of us? years never. Never? They've never won no, one? Okay, one of
1: two franchises that have never won a playoff game on the
0: road. All right, so another op- a historic opportunity mm-hmm. for tomorrow. And then that's the early game. The late game is rice at uh, Cheese Plate or Fondue or something cheese plate like wins. that. And then uh, who, do you, who do you have in that one? Cheese. You got cheese? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess probably I got cheese. Um, then on Sunday, you've got... Uh, Asian Pacific, uh, we'll just call it California Cuisine. California Cuisine at uh, Tampa Bay, so at Cuban Sandwiches. And then Sunday night, or late Sunday afternoon, we have uh, Buffalo Wings at Kansas City Barbecue. I think
1: the Sunday games, I think, could be very good, both games. Yeah.
0: Both games. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I think, Buffalo Wings and Kansas City. That wouldn't uh, surprise me. Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're both very good, but I think there's just something about the momentum of the Bills right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Montgomery in tomorrow. There you go. I'm going to take fondue, and I'm going to take Cuban sandwiches. That's who I, I think advances.
1: I'll agree, but just to be different. I'll say the Chiefs
0: over the Bills in a tight. End. Alright, Miss Buckles will let you think about it a little longer and you can decide what you want to eat more and talk about it coming yeah, that's up. Monday. Hang around here on in the note. You know, if your car was able to drive vertically, you would reach outer space in an hour. Driving, driving how fast? Well, probably 55, 55 miles is probably outer space, wouldn't you
1: think? I guess I've seen how some people drive it, and they take
0: more or less time. I could probably be there in about a half an hour. What my, what my guess would be? Um, so, lots of entertainment content. Uh, here's breaking news. Comedian Louie Anderson has passed at age 68. So woke up to hearing about Meatloaf, and now uh, just learning just during the break there that Louie Anderson confirmed gone on in at age 68. Uh, had a very unique style of comedy. Uh, he was in that show, what was it, Buckets? Is that the show that he was – yeah, I think he was most recently in that uh, – I think it was a Netflix show or maybe it was an Amazon Prime show called uh, called Buckets, but uh, Louis Anderson. Adele fans, some of them are very mad today. Uh, Adele uh, went live yesterday afternoon on her socials tearfully to apologize and announce that uh, she's having to delay her residency in Las Vegas partly due to delivery schedules being missed and to half of her team. She said 50% of her team have COVID and they call it unavoidable. I think I, uh, I completely understand. However, if I had made arrangements to go this weekend, her opening show is supposed to be today, supposed to be tonight at the Coliseum at Caesar's palace. If If we had taken the time to – I'm not worried about the tickets because that will be refunded or they'll be honored at a later date. But we would have already used our airfare and we would have already been on site most likely by the time that late yesterday you decided to announce the inevitable. So I think you knew on Monday this probably isn't going to happen or you certainly knew Wednesday or Tuesday or – I don't think anyone can be critical that these things are happening. This is the world we live in. But for you to wait until really the 11th hour and say, the show's not ready, we're not going to be able to go, I think um, is poor form.
1: I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm still kind of heartbroken. I tried. I failed.
0: I see. I I got what you're saying.
1: So I was five. I think the the show that I almost got tickets to was the last Saturday in February. Yeah. uh, But it didn't happen.
0: I, I would imagine what they will do is they'll take the number of shows they miss and mm-hmm. they'll tack them on to the end because they they can't they they can't slide everything. Maybe uh, I do know
1: somebody that might be in Vegas on that uh, time after maybe adding on to the end. Right? <laughs> well,
0: we had that conversation when I announced it I mean, at home I mean, last night. They're that only
1: I, like $4,000 a ticket. But I
0: told her, I said, it's still sold out. No no matter, like, all the tickets are accounted for no matter when they have the show. So it doesn't really matter. that like $4,000 a ticket. (laughs) Yeah, it's not not this year. Uh, (laughs) Not any (laughs) year. Well, yeah, probably not not for $4,000. But it'd just be one of those things. And new at
1: the movie theater. You just need to find somebody that had tickets that might uh, not be able to go.
0: This weekend. Absolutely. Redeeming is new in the cinema. Uh, redeeming love that's the name redeeming love it's a pg-13 history romance movie starring abigail cowan oh yeah her uh tom lewis oh yeah him and uh, famke jansen hmm. some household names right there it's a who's who of actors the king's daughter pierce brosnan and william hurt I two hope. two old fogies that i know <laughs> i <old as> <laughs> pierce brosnan i know pierce brosnan pierce brosnan oh, probably almost 70 i would have thought he was older than that uh, You can look it up, but I would guess it's pretty close, um, give or take. I doubt that he's fairly squarely in his 60s, and I don't think he's too far into his 70s, but could be. 68. And 68. There you go. William Hurt. So I know both those old guys. Then a PG drama adventure called The Tiger Rising. Dennis Quaid, Catherine McPhee, and Queen Latifah. I know them. That's across the bo- a broad demographic spectrum. I mean, you cat- got Kat, uh, Queen Latifah, who's my age. you got Dennis Quaid, who's older. you got Catherine McPhee, who's uh, somewhere between the your two ages. Hmm. Would be... I, none of those no, sound very that, appealing to me. Is yeah.
1: that a movie that Alaya would be interested in? Um, like, if it, is that something... Is that a Disney or... No,
0: no, probably... And probably not quite ready for PG. Not that she hasn't seen some PGs, but probably... Yeah, too. see, I didn't know it was animated. You said it was animated, didn't it?
1: Um... Or no? no, it's a PG oh. drama oh, okay. adventure. When a
0: 12-year-old oh, discovers a caged tiger in the woods. Ooh. All right, you've got her so far. His life changes in unexpected ways with the help of a mysterious maid. Nope, we're out on mysterious maids. Our, <laughs> our maids can't Just, be mysterious. They have to be completely open and forthright. What about old maids? Well, I mean, they can't help it. And the stubborn new girl in school, he navigates through wondrous adventures. Well, okay. Hmm not showing. Martha Stewart. We watched uh, we watched an episode of New Amsterdam last night about a guy who had <laughs> the worst luck in the world. Like every every catastrophe that could happen to him had happened to him, including Seriously. including being struck by lightning. Martha Stewart says she's been struck by lightning three times. Martha Stewart says I just attract electricity. Do you buy that? I don't know well, that I. So. This is weird, but I actually have a cousin that was hit or struck by lightning.
1: Maybe once.
0: Once? Once. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's not
1: like the craziest thing in the world, but three
0: times. Or even two. You know yeah. what I would yeah. do? If I were struck by lightning one time, I would never leave that spot ever again <laughs> because we know it won't strike twice in uh-huh. the same location. Uh-huh. Unless it's a radio tower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that can happen. All right, what about the news that they're rebooting A Christmas Story? Uh, Yes, no, maybe? I'm out. You already know my feelings. Somewhat of an open mind. Well, it is a sequel in the sense that uh, Grown Ralphie comes back in the 1970s to give his children, you know, Uncle Randy and, like, is there, and Peter Billingsley is involved I mean will i watch it yes do yeah. i like it not necessarily yeah you know just, me yeah. I, I like leave well enough alone there's a very small margin for success in this with me like i think i think there's a lot more risk of the people going meh than going yeah that was great that says the person who won't watch coming to america too for fear of being really disappointed so i you know, i heard so there you go all right Got to get to a break. We'll come back finish it up for the week here on In the Note. point to ponder for today what is your absolute favorite store oh, gosh. what is your is absolute store? favorite store i guess it's a superstore. i think the spirit of the question probably requires <laughs> I, just brick say, and I can get
1: whatever i want there yeah
0: gosh okay so do i have to walk in Um, it requires brick and mortar, I guess, I guess would be my only thing. It probably, it, it can have an online store, but I think it's, it's, it's a store. Think of it, a store that you walk into that defines you. Like Hmm. this is a place where I would just love shopping. So while you all give it some thought, I am curious. I've never been to one of these, but I'm very curious about this concept of Bucky's. I have seen those. Yes. I've I've (laughs) seen one. Super curious, yeah. But so apparently it's truck stop, uh, truck On stop to the nth degree mm-hmm. infinity. And so because it's like one step short of the evil empire, Jason. T- as far as don't don't do that. Sam. <laughs> I was really warming up to this idea of Bucky's. Uh, you're you're going to ruin Stylistically. it. Stylistically to go one. <laughs> In construct, in in gargantuan nature, Mm -hmm. perhaps. Everything that you might need. But completely not in theming. Because Jason Thomas is one of my few friends that still call me Bucky, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, would I be treated like royalty Mm -hmm. at Bucky's? Mm -hmm. Well,
1: I'm not treated as royalty at my club. (laughs)
0: If you're asking. (laughs) Because you you don't buy wholesale, you buy retail.
1: They won't even let me in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they even make you pay. I got you.
0: No no free card for you.
1: I do kind of like, I've only been a few times because there isn't one locally, Mm -hmm. but Costco. Okay. Because it's kind of like that where you can go in and you can get whatever you need. Right.
0: I'm very curious. They will be coming to Kentucky. Well, matter of fact, there's going to be one. Smith's Grove and I think one over in Richmond, that area. Uh, they're growing up from the South, but I'm just intrigued. It sounds like the type of thing where I used to love going to Stucky's when I was a kid. The old roadside stops were Stucky's stores, and they had really kitschy, type of campy things that you didn't find in your average convenience store. And so I'm well, there's, thinking. There's this a point.
1: new convenience store in E Town uh, near the interchange. I
0: see what you're that yeah, is
1: That we stopped in uh, during one of our trips to LaRue County, mm-hmm. and it was very nice.
0: Okay. So there's that level of truck mm-hmm. stop now. Bigger. Like, th- th- yeah, this is going to go. This is going to be Spinal now, Tap. Turn it up to a. Will
1: this be one of those things that you'll take a Saturday afternoon trip down, or will it be only one of those things that when you drive past?
0: Um, I'll probably just be a drive pastor, uh-huh. but then I have to wonder: Do I take a camper? Like, uh-huh. should I take a camper to Bucky's and leave it in the parking lot so that if I get tired and I want to take, but I've not seen it all, so I'm going to go take a nap uh-huh. and then go back in and like, can I make a whole day of it? I don't know. Can you tailgate at Bucky's? Is my question. I, I... I think you could tailgate anywhere. I guess you're right. If you have got a tailgate, just add tailgate uh, on television tonight. That's my jam on NBC tomorrow night. Will Forte is hosting is the host of Saturday Night Live, and I did we're playing this uh, we're playing one of the songs Moniskin, Manus, not Manskin. Moniskin is the name of the musical guest. Oh, uh, the other day I said what man? What's Manskin? Mm-hmm. So this is Moniskin. Manus, Nobody series premiere on HBO tomorrow night. Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Curtis Stone, Haley Joel Osment, and Tatiana Ali. The Walking Dead Origin, season one premiere on ABC8MC, if you're so inclined. There you go. Sam, can I see the uh, football playoff again? Oh, yes. Well, then,
1: while I'm doing that, Cougars doubleheader on the road at Whitesville tonight.
0: Right, and you can watch that across the channels of K105 pre-game. Digital Productions. Okay, Miss Buckles, would you rather Montgomery Inn win or Nashville Hot Chicken? Um, my okay, you so go. you want the barbecue. You go. You All right, go. Would, would you rather Kansas City barbecue defeat uh, Buffalo Wings or Buffalo Wings defeat Kansas City Barbecue? Um, not on board with the Buffalo Wings. Okay, because you had those last weekend. Yes. Got it. Well, okay. Uh, cheese plate or fondue or uh, rice-a-roni? Fondue. Okay. And would you rather have Cuban sandwiches or Or California Cuisine? Oh, Cuban sandwiches, and okay. then that salad, right?
1: That she's st- you're just gonna refer Columbia. to it as that Colum- salad. It's Columbia, Columbia, oh, Columbia, you Columbia. I just, just like ca- referring it to it as that, that salad. salad. Yeah,
0: it just came to me. It like when, it was a Columbia salad. <laughs> That's what it is. Today's highlight in history: this date in 2010, a bitterly divided U.S. Supreme Court in Citizens United versus the Federal Elections Commission vastly increased the power of big business and labor unions in uh, to influence government decisions by freeing them to spend millions directly to sway elections for president and Congress. Hmm. Okay. King Louis the sixteenth was condemned for treason and executed on the guillotine this date in seventeen ninety three. President Carter pardoned all Vietnam War draft evaders this date in seventy seven. Hillary Clinton was confirmed as Secretary of State this date in two thousand nine. Benghazi to you. Birthdays today, Jack Nicholas is eighty two, Placido Domingo is eighty one. Sam, sing a Placido Domingo number real quick. Can yep. you?
1: Mm-hmm. That's probably more of a Yukon Cornelius. I feel like he could probably pull off. He probably Uh knows who that
0: is. I wonder if he knows any Placido Domingo songs. Ask him on Tuesday. we get to see him Tuesday? Maybe. I think so. Billy Ocean is 72 today. Gina Davis is 66. I don't know who that is. Really? From a league of their own. Oh, okay. Okay. Now I know. Thank you. Among other things. Mm -hmm.
1: That would be the one that I would probably recognize. Hakeem
0: the Dream. Elijah Wan is 59 today. Gone but not forgotten. Ethan Allen, the one that was in the Revolutionary War, not the one that makes furniture. <laughs> you knew where my mind went. Stonewall yeah. Jackson in 1824, Christian Dior in 1905, Telly Savalas in 1922. Who loves you, baby? Mm-hmm. Let's go to Chart Toppers. 1960 was the year. Johnny Preston was number one. On the bank, With running bear. The river, the
1: running bear. running bear. Catchy. Pardon me? I said it's catchy. I mean, it's it's not the worst one we've had.
0: No, it's, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it had a nice little beat underneath it. 1969. Young Holt Unlimited was soulful strut. You can't hear this without wanting to strut. Just imagine... On your way to the store, get out of your car, of the parking This is what you're gonna be playing in your way to Bucky's the first time? Mm-hmm. That's gonna be my play-in music at Bucky's. <laughs> I'm gonna have like a cane. <laughs> kind of like a do a little high stepping. I've been teaching Alea how to high step, do a little high stepping, getting her ready for marching The, Man. True, the 1978, Rod Stewart, the number one.
1: So lyrical. I really must. Confess, right here, the
0: attraction was physical I'm sure both you all know that's from the album Some Guys Have All the Love <laughs> I can see that <laughs> I knew you could have recalled it Even without the hint Oh, of course 1987 Billy Vera and the Beaters
1: I would say at this moment I
0: always love when this song comes up on chart toppers What a novelty knowledge. it was you just don't love So for you kids that don't know because of a single episode of Family Ties this song went to number 1. No one had heard of this song until it was featured in uh, Family Ties. Alex P. Keaton was involved in a in a love story I like how TV could do that. You know, I was it, I heard it earlier this week on KSR talking about in the 80s television shows had huge ratings because there were only 4 channels and there was only so much to do and so people were gathered around now you know if 2 or 3 million people watch a show you know well that that's that's considered a hit but then you know there were 30 and 40 p- million people tuned in at the same time talk about shared experience yeah. for we, americans we had the
1: uh, highlight in history earlier this week of the show that I love lucy gave birth on And I think it read 75.1% of TVs that night were tuned into that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then in being the Ricardos, there's even a reference when they talk about how there were uh, uh, utility systems Mm -hmm. that knew when they took a commercial break because of the... The, everybody went to the bathroom at the same time, mm-hmm. and, and so it's just remarkable on how that happens. But uh, we're so fractionalized on the things that we are entertained by now, doing different things that that medium. We've all got
1: watch lists that are miles long. Yeah, it
0: doesn't have the same power, if you will. Uh, missing everything but the girl in '96. One two step Sierra. In 05 and Timber, Pitbull and Kesha number one, uh, eight years ago today. So there you go. MB's Proloism for today running behind. Sorry, need to get out of here. Sometimes your joy is the source of your smile. But sometimes your smile can be the source of your joy. Sometimes your joy is the source of your smile, but sometimes your smile can be the source of your joy. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jim MB, and now you're in the know.